I just want to just just a quick shout out. Uh, one of our friends earlier this week Ugh. was surprised, broken up with by text. Uh, so that's really, really hard, really hard. My heart goes out to you, and and it's gonna be alright. I yeah. Uh, We love you. Communication that's plaguing our relationships in our generation. (laughs) Don't text me and tell it straight to my face. Best friend set me down in the salon chair. Shampoo press get you out of my hair. Fresh photos with the bright lighting. No man on the Minnesota Vikings. True. And this is Keeping Keep it, it on, on the Road, the road. podcast about cars, love, and attraction. Mm-hmm. So today we're hanging out in sunny Pittsburgh. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not very sunny. <laughs> um, and it's like getting to be winter time. Uh, there was some snow the other day, and. So our car car adventure of the day was so my my roommate has all this compost but it's really soggy and gross because <laughs> he didn't add any of the like carbon elements to it. Um, so we decided that we had to get leaves to to like carbonate the carbonate is not the right word. <laughs> Incorrect. Carbonize. Carbonize. you know whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, to make the compost. Driving in the city. We contemplated okay. recording this podcast while driving in the city, but that's a whole other ordeal. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so we're just we're just in a room. We're not driving. Uh, we're not driving. But, <laughs> but, you know. There's a road close by. Yeah, there's there's a, there's time. We'll have time to drive uh-huh. later, later in this podcast. We were just looking at car parts earlier. We've got the. Right. Still got the vehicular ambiance, you know. Yeah, we're going to get there. But, we're uh, going to get there. Oh, and also I had the oil change experience. Oh, today. that was great. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, this this oil change place, like, you know, it's like basic like oil change shop. You know, there's uh-huh. like pits where you like drive in over the pit, and there's a guy down there who's like reaching up to the car and shit, changing things. And they, it seemed like they really only did like fluid changes, um, like specialized for that but they we like went out into the waiting room and there was like all these signs Mary, like uh... printed signs that was just like how to make the coffee and it was yeah. like take out the cups take out the Very old cup and the new cup for everyone unrelated to oil changing <laughs> yeah and then some of them were kind of aggressive uh-huh. there was one uh on the door that was like uh no solicitors means no solicitors. <laughs> we have a sign that says no solicitors, not because we want some solicitors. We don't want any solicitors. <laughs> I'm sorry, but rules are rules. <laughs> Fucking rules today. Don't take the leaves. No soliciting. <laughs> right. And then there was a sign that was like, uh, we 
It was like a very long word he said about how they don't have coupons. So it's like, who goes to an oil change place and is like, I really wanted to use a coupon. (laughs) Right. You know? Right. Well, one of them said cryptically, uh, none of the Pennzoils are associated with Pennzoil. (laughs) I was like, what? It's all just a... Not think shit. And then, centralized operation pencil. You didn't see the best one, or maybe not the best. There was one that uh-huh. was like, "There is no reason to be impatient if the store is not open right when you get there." <laughs> we need more love in the world. Me. I I appreciate that sign because, well, first, very relevant to our podcast, but also, I do feel like when I'm feeling impatient, you know, maybe that's related to me feeling anxious about how I don't, I'm not getting what I need, you know, and I think that that's a good, that's a good message. <laughs> yeah, it's really real. It's real, you know. Those guys were chill. They were very chill. They also made a very strong remark about how nobody <laughs> knows what kind of oil is in a car. <laughs> right, this other guy came in and, and the guy was like, what kind of oil do you want in this? And the guy said, mm. I don't know. Well, whatever's in it. <laughs> I have no way of telling what oil is in that car. What am I, an oil sniffing dog? I <laughs> wonder if there are oil sniffing dogs. That's a it's possibility. Really <laughs> Could be pretty cool. <laughs> so anyway, I got my oil change as part of a very big and uh, not very focused project to sort of be more uh, gentle and careful with my car as we transition to winter which is the subject of our podcast today right winter so our big question what do we do is what do we do <laughs> are we gonna make it <laughs> it feels like it's always a question yeah. never yeah especially in november when it's like just beginning to get bleak and the roads are getting really salty i just like i don't like the my capacity to believe in like humanity's ongoing survival into May <laughs> sharply decreases, you know. Right. Um, so I guess what we're thinking about is like, what do we need for our cars and from our relationships to withstand these like months of darkness and coldness and the, like, isolation that often, like, accompanies those things, you know? Yeah. And the hard roads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were saying something interesting about cuffing season earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, I get, I don't even know, maybe this, like, started on the internet, I'm not really sure where the origin of the term is, but it's this idea that, like, people have this tendency, as the winter months approach to shift the, like, boundaries of the relationships with anybody that they're maybe, like, very casually dating or, like, just crushes into a more, like, serious, committed relationship because of the, like, physical desire to, like, have somebody share a bed and, like, provide warmth, but also, like, I think because... I don't know. I know I definitely feel like an increase in my general existential despair in the winter, and I feel like it's really tempting to, like, look for existing relationships to, like, solve for that, you know? 
Right. And and I think, you know, to to a degree, I mean, I think that I don't know. I uh I think this time of year is is like sometimes when I show people I'm close to like a, more vulnerability just cuz I like feel worse yeah. and things sometimes I feel like desperate and sometimes you know, sometimes I would like to just have a good time shooting the shit, but I, like, can't, you yeah, know? Totally. It's, it's not happening, and, and you just gotta be real about that. And so I think that, like, it's maybe kind of good, it, like, demands a level of, of realness and vulnerability from mm-hmm. us. For me, anyway. Uh, Do you feel like that leads to, like, increased closeness in your relationships that vulnerability it, it has yeah I don't know uh, and, and I think I, I maybe like sometimes in the warmer months feel more like running around having yeah. fun and shit and or I'm just like remembering a time that like uh, this is a kind of kind of an interesting story someone I had had a crush on mm-hmm. and had told her about it and uh, and then I was like really you know I mean I was like mm-hmm. 19 at the time you know I was really kind of like <laughs> torn up about it and just feeling very you know <laughs> I don't know something <laughs> couldn't handle myself tormented yeah very tortured <laughs> I was really torturing myself crushes can be torturous yeah well <laughs> don't I know it um but, yeah, and she was, like, very, you know, like, good about it. <laughs> it was just like, uh-huh. yeah, like, I, I don't feel that, but thanks for telling me, <laughs> you know? And so, and we stayed friends, and then, uh, and then, like, a year or two later, I visited her uh, in Utah, and so I, yeah, you know who this is? Yeah. So I, uh... I like rode a greyhound from Tennessee to Utah, oh, I what that, which was oh a God, really was weird a greyhound ride. Really weird. <laughs> really weird. weird. How long is that? It was like three days, maybe two and a half. Wow. Uh, that's a long time to swim in a greyhound. Yeah, I never rode a multi-day greyhound again. Was, I mean, it was fine, <laughs> but it just was like not that pleasant. Yeah. I don't know. There was a moment when we were <laughs> we were like pulling out of uh-huh. uh, of the greyhound station. We just gotten on the third of three buses, and it was uh-huh. in like fucking Phoenix or somewhere. I don't know geography enough for the world. It was somewhere, maybe in Texas. I don't know. So, and we like pull out and get on the street, and it's like maybe nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like the sun's already come up, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, full bus, and as we're pulling away, somebody from the back just says. It smells like shit in here. <laughs> and no one, like, responds. And, and he's like, no, really, it smells like shit back here. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and everyone's like, all right, all right, it's Greyhound. And then somebody else said, no, really, the toilet is overflowing oh, yeah, down the aisle. Shit. That's bad. Oh my, what'd they do? And then, well, and then everybody in the back was like, turn around, turn around. And everybody in the front, uh, the people uh, in the front were like, keep going, keep going. Oh no! Oh, no. oh my god, that reminds me of Snowpiercer. You know that movie? Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, 
upper class and the front of the apocalypse right. train and the lower classes in the back. <laughs> right. Wow, rough. Did they stop the bus? They turned it around. We all had to wait. That's kind for of cool. Another. That's a cool victory for the back of the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, anyway, anyways, yeah. sorry. It was sorry. Uh-huh. was digression. But, but, but so... And I got I got to Salt Lake City, and I spent two weeks uh, living with my friend and her family, who I had never met. Um, I but there for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was That's great, cool. and it was just really nice. And I felt like I was like totally lost in my life at that time. Didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. Like having some really yeah. hard transitions, and it just felt like uh, it was really good to just be in a different place and just like chill and in the winter and like I feel like a in winter, I, like, feel more of a desire for something that's, like, settled and yeah. and domestic, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, it was, same. I feel like I got a lot closer to my friend from that. That's cool. Yeah. I Yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like, well, there's two things that reminds me of. One, quick aside, my <laughs> friend, old roommate who had a crush on me, Bobby... He once took a Greyhound bus across the whole country from West Virginia to California, and he was so upset about the experience that he went to the Greyhound office and demanded a refund for the whole trip. And they gave it to him. It was crazy because the argument he kept making to these Greyhound bureaucrats was like, would you take a Greyhound bus across the country? And they all said no. Wow. <laughs> so he can't good. Sell it to people. <laughs> and he got the discount. Really impressive story. Wow. Um, but anyway, that made me think about this other wintry love concept, which I think could probably also like apply to cars or in my experiences with cars is that like winter crushes are like cursed or like it's it's mm. a, it's not the time in the like seasonal energetic shifts that you should be like opening up to new love it's like and if you do like it's it's, it's, yeah I've I've heard people say that and I think there's like some cultural shifts about that um but it seems like your experience with the winter crush turned out well well that was I was over the crush oh okay you were done with the crush at that point yeah so maybe that's key is if you come into like a place of balance in your relationship with somebody you can yeah that may be that may be the key I feel like I don't really have very many crushes in winter that those feelings kind of just like fade away which is making me a little bit nervous about my current crush I think just because like I mean it's fine if it is nothing for this winter Uh but I think it would be nice if it was something yeah yeah well i think sometimes it's harder to create those like moments of like freedom and magic you know when you're like feeling really like at least for me when i like feel like i have to like constantly focus on my own like physical survival you know um mm-hmm. but do you feel like you can like still create that in this I that. Oh, I mean, we're gonna find out. Yeah, I, I don't know, and and yeah, I mean, sometimes it does feel like. I guess the the other side of what I said earlier is that sometimes it feels like I just don't have the capacity to like do that or like yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Or even when I think maybe like sometimes the the feelings of they're they're sweet and nice uh-huh. with other people. In winter, maybe like feel a little more chaste to me for some reason, and I'm not really sure mm, why. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's like less. I feel like less inclined to like be in my body in the same way with people. I guess the one experience I did have, well, yeah, I guess I can think of one time when I was like starting a crushy thing with somebody, and like. October, November, and that was horrible. <laughs> that ended, oh, that ended so first. badly. Um, yeah, wow. shout out uh our co-hosts jack and and full synthetic are uh so they just just did the uh the head gasket on their 91 dodge ram cummins truck and uh recently their their 1990 honda civic blew up on the highway a rocket is spark plug out of the head and uh they left it by the side of the road (laughs) yeah well, and so they're, I think, uh, tomorrow going, uh, going to get it. So <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed that, that this, whatever happens is, uh, you know, is, is okay. Uh, even if it means dragging it to the scrapyard, which I think would feel, you know, like a fitting in for that car. <laughs> At least you know it's over. A bunch of people, a bunch of my friends were going from one place to another place, and uh-huh. and for this event that we were like, some of us were cooking for, and so two of our friends drive uh, like a eighty five Ford bread truck, and uh, it, you know it's 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 an old it's an old truck and it yeah. has a bunch of problems, and so they were like, well, you know, if if you're going on the same day, we're gonna leave in the morning, so just drive after us if you can so that if we break down you'll pass us and and you can help you know and so we're like okay and there were three other cars going that day Uh but that day the bread truck made it fine no problems but all three rescue cars ended up in an o'reilly parking lot for hours and what happened was that i was driving along it wasn't my car was in a sort of newer pickup truck uh-huh. and uh we were at a toll plaza in west virginia and i looked over and i was like oh those people are having a bad day and uh-huh. i said wait that's our friends and it was you know they had to you know pulled over on the side of the road with the hood up so we pulled uh-huh. over into the into the, like toll booth parking lot <laughs> and they're having a bunch of problems <laughs> like there was no oil in it the some of the brakes were gone and it was like <laughs> one, of the, one of the brakes had no pad it was all torn up and uh and then most concerning to me, it had this problem where it would sort of 
try to go on its own if you put it in drive, like, jerkily. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, we need to put oil in it. Seems like this brake is shot. I don't know what the fuck that is, but, like, <laughs> can you drive it? I was like, will it work if you try to drive it? And it, and it did. And in the meantime, the third car had, like, also pulled up, and we're all standing around. And so we decided to caravan to a parts store to get, like, a new caliper and some uh -huh. brake pads in case we needed to do it on the side of the road, like, in case it got really, really bad. Uh -huh. We got to the parts store, and, uh, and we pulled in and, like... Went in there and the extremely talkative employees just jabbering away, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're in there for so long, you know, we finally got the parts and then we went to drive away and, and the people in the car that was having the acceleration issue were like, okay, just follow us there, right? And we were like, we're ready, we're ready. Mm -hmm. And so they're like pulling up to go out. And then the third car, which is uh, like a GNC van, mm -hmm. wouldn't start. That was what happened. And so we like all, you know, pulled back in around and we were like working on that and we were in that parking lot for a long time and it was just like, this made me think about how nice it is. I just think Full Synthetic is a really good person to break down with because oh, yeah, she's definitely. just been through it oh, so absolutely. many times. Yeah, very cool and, and She's just really familiar with all of the feelings involved and the uh -huh. cycles. And it was like, you know, they're like, oh, no, it won't yeah. start. And then they're like, okay, what are we going to do? And they're running uh -huh. around. And then the sinking like realization that it's going to take a while and then there's a kind of relief and you like go to the fast food place and get some fries yeah, and you're all standing around that. and it's kind of fun and the yeah. chilling and then there's like one moment when it would like it wouldn't start we charged the battery nothing was working and like i got i got under it with a 12 volt tester to try to test the uh starter relay mm -hmm. or i mean the starter solenoid to see if it would if it was even getting power, and I accidentally touched the probe to two terminals on the starter relay, and there were a bunch of sparks, and it tried to start, and I remembered that you can just jump the relay like that, or the, uh, the solenoid, you can just jump the starter solenoid, uh, wow, so and then I was like, hands. yeah, and so I was like, oh, like, turn the key, as if you're starting it, and I did it again, and it turned over and wow, started. By accident, that's crazy. Yeah, well, and so, and just the, the high, the, the high of that yeah, moment was incredible. incredible. Oh, yeah, we were all sure. just, like, hugging and high-fiving, and then, <laughs> and then, and then we were like, alright, one more time, and, like, the red van went to pull away, and then, uh... The driver of the white van, like, put it in reverse to back out and follow them. And actually, the red van did drive away. And then the white van just went... Like, wouldn't go. And we realized later that there was a blown fuse, so only half of the cylinders were actually firing. So it just had no power. And that moment was, like, such a low, you know? Oh, yeah, like roller coaster yeah when you've been through that cycle you're like enough times you're kind of like more you know you can just feel all of those things uh -huh. without without losing hope or becoming too attached to one of them or becoming exhausted yeah, by like totally. the, you can just like let it flow through you, uh -huh. you know? yeah like it just like is you know
So what's up? What's up with you? Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Yeah, I don't know. Just trying to make it through the winter. I mean, yeah. I think, I think uh, you know, maybe I would say something about about cars, just mm-hmm. in that, like, uh, I try to like. You know, anticipate problems in the winter uh-huh. and like fix the things in my car. The yeah, need, the, everything that definitely. I know. And I just did that like a month ago. I was like, okay. How's like, Carter doing then? Uh, pretty good. You yeah. know, I hit some rough spots in West uh-huh. Virginia, and the exhaust kind of fell down and dangled really <laughs> low. But but I think that happens yeah. a lot. I think that it's fine. I did changed you try the oil. to solder it back on? Um, no, I haven't done anything yet. I, like, have, you know, spliced and chopped and welded on that exhaust uh-huh. so much over the years. And it, it it's actually felt good. I don't know, I mean, I, I think one thing that, that I'm drawn to with working on cars is that normally it's, it's uh, there's there's not room for precision like that's all been done for you at the factory somewhere you know so Uh like you just take the parts off and you swap out new parts and like the problem solving challenging aspect of it is mainly for me like getting things out that are like extremely stuck and rusted Mm -hmm. and that's like what's fun about it or like making tools if you need a special tool tool. the exhaust work there's like room for a lot more precision because you're kind of just like cutting and splicing on this pipe that Mm -hmm. has bends in it and you you have to like make some exact angles and shit and that is like frustrating for me because i think i'm like it's it's harder for me uh but you know when i first got that car and you know the exhaust broke in the middle and it was like uh-huh. first zip tying it back together and then like you know i progressed to like taking a coat hanger and like tying it back together with that mm-hmm. and then i progressed to like you know muffler clamps and and a pipe and splicing well, and then i got better at that and i sort of learned what muffler putty is and you're supposed to putty. put putty on all of it and then i got a welder you mm-hmm. know and then i started welding on it so, and, and it's and, you know, of course, <laughs> after all that, my exhaust is a completely different shape than it's supposed to be. So uh-huh. it's now, like, you know, doesn't fit in a bunch of places. But I've gotten better, you know, and that, yeah. and that feels good. And, and, I, and I assumed that by now I would have had to buy an entire new exhaust, which would have been hundreds of dollars, and yeah. I haven't. So I think, I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I try to get things done before winter and I think you know with this kind of like do what's hard while it's easy uh-huh. you know which uh, certainly applies to relationships too uh, yeah absolutely and like uh, trying to like let go of the need to be precise I thought that was interesting you know that you're like trying to figure out a way to fix this thing that's important to your car and it's frustrating because you feel like you have to like have like a certain degree of like perfection and how you're doing it but that ultimately if you just like start doing it you know (laughs) it's like still more useful and cost effective than if you weren't going to do it at all or weren't going to try at all you know Right. Maybe there's some analogy. Well, you have to try. <laughs> you have to try. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if mm-hmm. there's quite a parallel there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, winter is just such a different country of feeling. Oh, yeah. You know? It, 
It just, I feel so different yeah. during winter. And, and it's, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe everyone does. I feel like it's maybe just a common place mm. to say that. I don't know. But, uh... It's beautiful. Different country of feeling. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else do you do? What do you do to prepare for... Winter loneliness, I guess, is like the other element. Oh God! Is that too big? I like. Well, I just I I feel so unprepared <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe that's impossible. I think I think winter. Uh, I I don't know. I usually feel really bad during the winter, and then yeah. sometimes I go on a road trip and uh-huh. uh, hang out with my friends who I haven't seen in a while, and that sometimes yeah. feels really good. Well, it always does. Uh-huh. And I think those are the times maybe when I appreciate my friends the most. Yeah. <laughs> and when I really f- feel fully that I couldn't live without them. Uh, but I think this, this winter I'm excited because I've planned my winter road trip in advance. Wow. And I Where know, are you going? Uh, Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And, and it's actually, yeah, I know. It's actually funny. One <laughs> of the friends I'm going to see, I once offered to visit in winter and they said, no, don't visit me in winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's too dangerous in Massachusetts. It's too snowy. You're going to get stuck in the snow. You're going to be snowed it's true. in. It's it's, true. You're going to have a car wreck. It's going to be terrible. You, you know, know. And I was like, it? okay, I won't, I won't visit you. But this time I have other business in that area. So I said, do you want to see me or not? <laughs> It's happening, yeah. Well, there's, like, you know, I'm from Massachusetts, and so I think there's, like, a certain level of, like, you know, uh, performative drama about how hard the winter is because people feel really depressed and dramatic about it. And it is dramatic on your car, but, you know. But I I don't, I think something that I've, like, thought about with the the car, because I feel like there is so much anxiety around both being that it's connected for me about feeling well and, like, feeling loved and cared for, but also, like, not being able to drive places in the winter Hmm. and, like, feeling like my ability to move is inhibited. And I've had a lot of really scary winter driving experiences, more so in West Virginia than in Massachusetts, to be honest, just because of the mountains and because the roads aren't salted as much. But something that... I think always like warms my heart a little bit about reflecting on those experiences is like well the main thing I'm thinking about is that I've like fallen into like a lot of ditches (laughs) because Mm -hmm. of snow and every time though like someone on the side of the road like within the like bleak and like scary and cold winter driving atmosphere always pulls me up you know like there's always a helpful and kind and warm stranger right so even though it sucks that i'm stuck in a ditch on the side of the road and i'm like worried that i like fucked up my bumpers and shit again i always you know receive that like general human kindness and Right, well, and there's something so magical about that, too. It's like getting snowed in and stuck at your friend's house. Oh, yeah. It's, like, totally. really special. And, and you have to you have to just roll with it. Yeah, nature is just making you stop 
Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think you know, uh, Full Synthetic says this sometimes, that winter can be like a time of, of contemplation when, like, you're not really doing as much and you can be more introspective yeah. and, like, you know, and I think it's, 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 it's true. I, I feel like that that's true. I, I do feel like, uh, you know, it's also... A time that, that sometimes it feels, like, really intense to be, like, stuck in a small house with a bunch of oh, other people. Yeah. Though I would much rather be stuck in a room with other people than stuck in a room alone. Oh, right? absolutely. Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, it's, like, kind of funny, like, what the, how those, like, experiences sort of, like, force us to figure out our relationships a little bit, too, you know? Because you don't have, like, that as like automatic a path of escape it's funny i was thinking about this one winter hanging out with my friend who's from california and there's a snowstorm and we were in west virginia and he was just really convinced that it would be fine to drive this our friends it wasn't even his car it was a subaru to <laughs> i don't know why i agree i'm from massachusetts i should know better but uh to to this like little park area where you had to go up this long windy road up the side of a mountain and we got so stuck in a ditch it was so it was funny I mean because it was like kind of like the world telling us we just needed to like we were also kind of like sweeties at the time and we needed to like just sit down and like figure our shit out but it was just really funny because these like random men like came out of the woods sort of and noticed us and then barely said anything except the fact they kept like being there's also something really special about doing things when they're hard like uh you know um but yeah i do think there's like some beauty to the like immobility of winter time you know Right. Well, it maybe, yeah, it maybe makes it more clear that we depend on each other. Yeah. It's like if, if if you were saying that you were fine and didn't need any help, you're probably not saying that when it starts to snow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like pretty heavy, but. Okay, so here's like something me and Full Synthetic were talking about the other day, because we were talking about, um,. Camping in the woods in winter yeah. versus, like, the house we live in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was saying, like, well, you know, sometimes... It, it, when we moved into this house, everything... It, 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 it like, didn't have all the utilities. The water and electricity uh. weren't turned on. And it was... The house was, like, kind of fucked up. And there were, a lot of stuff wasn't, like, really there and built up. And, uh, but it felt really fun and meaningful to try to be doing the things that were harder. And then we worked so hard to build everything up so that it would be convenient. But now I kind of regret it. I almost feel like it was was meaningless. Now doing those tasks, it's like getting water and cooking. Like, it's so easy, but that makes it feel pointless to me and like I don't want to do it whereas you know camping in winter it's like everything's really hard yeah. you have to like put the water inside uh, keep it warm like yeah. you make a fire a lot. and everything goes These so slow clothes. yeah it's a very so slow. yeah just like making coffee can be like an hour long <laughs> right process of making the fire but yeah but it feels 
to me, it just feels better and much more yeah. worthwhile. And I think maybe winter is a time to do things really slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is a, I feel like that's a pretty good, like, conclusion point a little bit. I mean, that's, like, obviously, like, applicable to relationships, but I think it is, like, yeah, it, it just makes me think about how, like, struggle is, like, pretty, like, essential to, like, how we make meaning in our mm-hmm. world, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about your car exhaust, too, and, like, I think that, like, I find, like, a lot more satisfaction and like, all of the tactile projects I engage in, well, they are things that, like, aren't easy for me, you know, and... I was thinking about this with my Saturn because today I talked to my mom and she was trying to convince me that I needed a new car <laughs> and to get rid of the Saturn because the Saturn is old and will like require work. But I, I feel like then, <clears throat> you know, it'd like be a, a part of myself that would feel missing because it wasn't like this thing that this car that both has like like cheerated me through struggle and like is sometimes a struggle to be with but it's like it wouldn't feel meaningful if it wasn't you know yeah well I've I've felt this very strongly uh, ever since I can remember Uh I always felt like it was something that adults didn't understand (laughs) when I was a kid but if you don't break down it's not a road trip Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's really key, is, like, trying to, like, accept that there, like, will be, definitely, is, like, gonna be a lot of, like, pain and mistakes and, like, non-starting, you know, and, like, if you go into winter with the mindset that those things are going to happen, maybe that's the best way to prepare, Right. Well, I feel that way about, just in general, I guess, like, uh, convenience maybe just makes it so that I feel less, Mm. which isn't usually what I want. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, good thesis for this episode. (laughs) Wow. That winter is good because it, it reminds us that, like, our lives shouldn't be convenient all the time, you know? Yeah. And that we need to, like, feel struggle in order to feel anything at all, you know? Yeah. Pretty good. (laughs) Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. (laughs) All right. All right, this is Honey Hubcaps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot my name. Is, I, am <laughs> uh, I am Magnolia Crescent. And we are keeping it on the road. Keeping it on the road. So see you next time. Get through winter, okay? <laughs> yeah, good luck out there. <laughs> and don't forget to put more air in your tires. Oh, good, good one. Yeah, yeah, tires. So, also, uh... Uh, send us your questions mm-hmm. and puzzlers and comments mm-hmm. and any your desires for relationship advice are so valid. So valid, yeah. <laughs> and we want here relationship or a combination. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, send it to keeping it on the road at 
tutanota.com, which is T-U-T-A-N-O-T-A.com. Uh, that's all. Stay inside. Stay inside.